You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Zach Batista. Zach, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing pretty good today. I went to go run this morning, and it is really cold out, but there's no snow, so it's definitely it's definitely getting to January weather now. Yeah, it's it's been frigid the mm-hmm. past couple of days, like very, very cold. Like, I think the other day it was, like, 23 or something, and I was something like, oh, like sick, sick, sick. I think I, like, ventured out of my house once, saw it was cold, and I was like, nope, let's just finish walking my dog. Come on, let's get back inside and be done with this. Walked out, walked back in. Yep. <laughs> you know what this weather means, though, right? What does this mean? It's video game weather, baby! Yes, it is. I'll be playing uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 with someone today, later today, actually. That should be fun. Nice, 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 nice. I don't think there's any other better time to play video games than cold weather or like when it's snowing or raining mm-hmm. just you're stuck inside all day it's like oh no i'm stuck in here whatever shall i do it's just like <laughs> it's just like the best feeling in the world just like mm-hmm. on like a snow day being like video games exactly all right well before we get started there is one thing we have to address mm-hmm. uh we all heard about the recent passing of brody lee <sighs> so it's heartbreaking honestly very, very heartbreaking. Uh, definitely was on a rise to stardom, and apparently was just an all-around amazing guy. Obviously, me and Zach haven't met him personally, but the from outpouring what, from everywhere, yeah, him, from the all crazy. the outpouring of just love and support for his family, and just every human being he interacted with. It feels like he made a difference and a big difference in their life, and that's something pretty incredible mm-hmm. to have that kind of reach like that to so many different people, and to have such a big impact on so many wrestlers. It's it's crazy, and it sucks that he, it sucks that he's gone so so soon. You know, yeah. like we were just we were just watching him on Dynamite, like take like wreck Cody in a dog collar match. You know, it's 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 wild he's that just it gone. just it, it feels so sudden. It really does. My, um, I'm not caught up with it right now. My dad was actually, when he heard about it, he was like, I was wondering why he had just disappeared from... Like, he had thought that that was just his reward for doing so well with the championship when Cody was off, but evidently that's mm-hmm. not the case. Yeah, I... It's... It's rough. Um, We're gonna get to a, a Brody Lee match a little later to, to, to pay our respects a little bit here on Indie Waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got we got one of his we got one of his old indie matches lined up, and uh, we'll get to that a little later in the show. But uh, for now, let's uh, we will remember him fondly. But for now, let's get into it, shall we? Yes. Uh, who started off last week? Do you remember? Let me see. 
uh, let's see, I had that match, and I had, I want to say I started off. The first match I watched this week was from Chaotic Wrestling. I believe we had one of those pretty recently. Okay. Uh, it is Mike Verna versus Rich Holiday. Okay, I know one of these. I don't know either one, I know so. Mr. <laughs> I know Mr. Holiday. I know he's from a different promotion, right? Yes. Uh, he was from, I forgot what the I'm going to look it up right said. now. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, while, while you're looking that up, uh, I'm going to get into this one. This yes, match. I remember it now. He's MLW. Okay. Because he right, 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 is right. in, he was in a faction with MJF before AAW started. He was, um, he was in, uh, oh god, what was that faction called? Um, oh no, I can't remember it. God, I don't, I can't help you. I didn't watch ML. I don't watch a um, lot of MLW. I can't help you out here. Oh bud. no, because I remember his, because he had a few. Oh my god, the dynasty. You're on your that's own. their names. There we go. The dynasty. He was. Uh, I'm so glad you got there. Yes, I'm very glad I got there too. Yeah, he went against the. Uh, they fought the Heart Foundation to uh, win the championships last I saw. He's still on MLW oh. right now, if I recall correctly. His gimmick that's is like. Me. Putting in AirPods and like not and like tuning out the audience and just being a dickhead about it. He's good. <laughs> Rich Holiday, watch out! You're about to get hit with a suplex. Oh god, he has AirPods <laughs> and he can't hear us. I'm hoping they've done a spot like that <laughs> at some point when he like comes in with his entrance with his AirPods on. Oh god, oh no! He's like a All really right. like pompous way of putting them into. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. So this match, this before the bell even rings on this match, we get a little bit of character out of both of these guys when Rich Holiday takes like 25 minutes to take his jacket off. Yep, sounds about right for him. Uh, and as he's doing that, Mike Verna gets a little fed up and he goes to the bar and just grabs a beer <laughs> and just starts sipping on a beer while Rich Holiday's getting ready. That's I like that. That's good. I like that. <laughs> it's just like a shirt. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then the match starts, and you know it's just going to be a slugfest between two beefy boys. Because mm-hmm. these, these, both of these guys are uh, pretty strong gentlemen. Yes. Uh, there's a great sequence in the beginning where Verna, like, throws Holiday out of the ring and hits him with a suicide dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Verna is, like, playing to the crowd a little bit, and that uh, lets Rich Holiday sneak in a, sneak in a hit and get take control. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holiday throws... Throws Verna back inside and uh, just has control of the match for a while. Is getting in submission holds, uh, mm-hmm. drop kicks, stuff like what? Like he got he got like a very Randy Orton esque drop kick in the in the middle of this match. Ooh, that's always Randy Orton's drop kicks always look like just so. Oh, so I'm looking for you, like picture perfect, basically of like. Yeah, it looked it looked like that. It, I feel like it's just it comes from like taller guys doing a good drop kick makes it look just better, you know, because mm-hmm. they're so long. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Verna comes, Verna does come back, though, uh, when they go back to the outside, and, uh, Holiday, like, sets him up on the barricade, and tries to chop him, but Verna just kind of shakes it off, because he, because the, as the announcers say, he has a chest of steel. Okay. Because <laughs> he has crazy big pecs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I like okay. So, Verna shakes off the chops from Holiday. Of course. Uh, and... Just just gets him back in the ring and just starts like he does. There's one uh, like a spinning uh, like a he does like a spinning um, slam. I forgot what the hell is it called. Like the slam Hogan did to Andre the Giant, like that classic oh. wrestling. Like okay, you know, like the scoop slam. Yeah, it's it. a yeah, it's a scoop slam. But you just start, yeah, he okay. he did like a spinning scoop slam. He just like picked him up and oh. then just spun around and then bam. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Um. The one issue I had with this match, though, is that nothing felt natural between these two. Mm. 
Everything you get, everything was so obviously a setup to the next spot. Oh, and it was like really weird to watch because it was like hard to like really get into this match because like it was so it just looked so choreographed like it didn't look natural even a little bit. Okay, and it was weird because it was like I don't know. It felt like um, it felt like a match in slow motion. Okay, where it was like. You know, okay, here's what it felt. It felt like two wrestling coaches, like, taking a class of brand new wrestlers through, like, a match. It's like, listen, you could do this. <laughs> you could do something like this. Like, that's what it felt like. It felt like they were, like, trying to, like, teach wrestling to nobody. Mm. And it just felt, like, so slow and so choreographed and so unnatural the whole time. Gotcha. And I just, I just couldn't get into this one. Um... Then there is a point where uh, uh, Holiday is on the top rope, and a, uh, a woman named Angel Sinclair, Angel Sinclair, comes to the ring and does like an interference. So when Holiday's on the top rope, she like grabs his leg again in the most unnatural way possible. It felt like okay. Uh, she like grabs his leg, and then uh, this gives this gives Verna time to like re- recoup, and then. Uh, once Holiday finally does jump off the top rope, Verna catches him and hits him with his finishing move and wins the match. One, two, three. Mm. This match was short. It was only like eleven minutes. Um, okay, but like I said, it was like it. It felt like it was in slow motion. Like it was bored. It was. I was bored by it. Everything felt a little unnatural. Oh, that's a shame. I don't know. Like I, I, I had, I had, I had high hopes for it when it started off with like the little beer spot. Like I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's like a, that's a fun little way to start the match. That gives character yeah. to both guys. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty funny. That's that's good. That's that's. I think I think this one's gonna be all right." And then it's just like, wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. I give this one. I I honestly, I give this one a miss out. It's like fine. It's mm. definitely. I've I've never seen both of these guys, but it's definitely. I can easily tell it's not either of their best work. Mm-hmm. It felt so slow. It felt so unnatural. The whole match just felt off, and it just like it. I I wasn't hooked. I don't know. Eh, I wasn't. In, I wasn't into this one. Uh. So I give it a miss out, but I don't know. There is no but. I don't know why I said that. I give it, I, <laughs> I give this one a miss out. So yeah, uh, definitely uh, go watch something else. Maybe the match Zach suggests next. All right, perfect, so, perfect segue. Yeah. All right. So this this match is pretty funny because I didn't plan it for like this, but I ended up watching two Bea Priestley matches this week. One oh, that she gave okay. me, and the other one I had planned, like, because I decided, like, two weeks ago, I was like, you know what, I'm like, I'm going to find my matches weeks in advance, so I don't have to, like, last minute find these when we end up setting a recording, because I procrastinate sometimes. So I picked mm-hmm. Bea Priestley versus Tennille Dashwood, also known as Emma from WWE, at SPW yep. Wrestling. Okay. Pretty sure it's a New Zealand-based wrestling company, too. Sounds about right. Because you have Bea Priestley, who's from New Zealand, going mm-hmm. against... Tennille, or Dash, yeah, I'm gonna call her Tennille. Tennille Dashwood, yeah. Who is from Australia. So, mm-hmm. she gets a pop when the match first starts, like, when she comes into a ring, because I think it's, like, just after she's uh, left WWE, because she still was dressed up like she did with Emma, with the gloves and the uh, the shades. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't know if that was a thing she she's done, uh, she did a bit more after she left WWE, but I digress. And yeah, uh, But sure. then once the match starts, you can see that it, this is kind of like a hometown hero, like, face versus the foreign country heel, kind of. Because Tennille is just like, Australia, uh, Australia, New Zealand is garbage. And right. B is, 
Priestley's from New Zealand, so she's like going like the whole like New Zealand. Is she? I thought she was. I thought she was from the UK. Hmm. I'm gonna look this up. I'm not. I I have. I have no idea. I I was just like based on assumptions. I mean, that's what I. I, Let's see. No, you're right. She's from UK. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. But she's built from. Oh, she's built from New Zealand. That's why. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes makes sense sense now. Everything is coming together. Yes. The puzzle pieces fall into place. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the match starts right off the bat with Dashwood just jumping priestly in the middle of her entrance. And she, she's wearing her sh- a shirt, so like she kind of just like takes her shirt, starts choking her with it, Jeez. beats her down. <laughs> then once she's done, she wipes her ass with her shirt and just throws it out the ring. So at that point, I was like, oh, so, okay, Emma's the heel. I was like, okay. Or I was like, Dash okay. was the heel. I was like, all right, cool. This makes sense now. All right. right off the bat, we right figure out bat. who it is. Perfect. Easy. So right as the bell rings, she's Dash was just right back on Peacely in the corner. Because she has, she's like, is it the classic, are you good to go? And she's like, yeah. And then the heel just immediately jumps to the face in the corner. She's able to make a comeback with a Hurricane okay. Rana, though. And uh, after throwing Dash to the apron, she insegurries her and then drop kicks her in the back. And she's like, because she's like sitting on the apron now, like trying to like take a breather. And she just gets drop kicked in the back and falls out uh, onto the floor. Via then mm-hmm. kicks Dashwood in the face from the apron. Dashwood falls back to the crowd, who then shove her off, which I thought was just funny that the crowd was just like, get, get back in there. Like, no one likes you. And then Priestley mm-hmm. slams her head on the apron a few times and gets her back in the ring. She waits for Dashwood, who eventually um, gets back in. My bad. Priestley goes in first, then Dashwood gets back on the apron. Priestley goes to kick her, but she dodges and then hangs her leg up on the middle rope. She then gets back into the ring, and then she chop blocks this leg here. Like, one of her legs, right? It's the one that's okay. not hanging on the rope. And that's what becomes a major part of this match, which is just Dashwood working over this leg on Priestley, who just cannot get any offense. So, here we go. So, he, uh, Dashwood then hits a dragon screw and starts to just work the leg more over. Continu- it continues for a bit like this until uh, Priestley gets thrown in the corner, and she jumps over Dashwood when she runs at her, except her leg gives out. And... Dashwood, seeing this, just smiles and then just kicks her leg out, the good, the bad leg out from underneath her. Mm-hmm. At this point, unfortunately, I kind of realized how the crowd had kind of gotten quiet and the match, like, really slowed down from the hot start, which I was like, I was like, yeah, this match is kind of, like, slowing down for a bit. And it kind of continues for a bit with Dashwood working her over some more. She, like, ties her legs up in, like, a figure four-esque submission because it wasn't a figure four, but it looked like it. If if I if I have you watch this, you'll know what I mean when you look at it. And the crowd at this point actually comes to live comes alive when uh Priestley starts to gain some like like starts to fire up to get out of this submission, right? Mm-hmm. She then gets up and is able to throw Dashwood to the uh apron, but again, her leg gives out a bit again. And as a result, she's slow when she goes to So basically the way this is is that Dashwood's on the apron now, right? Because she threw her out. And as she goes to run to spear her on the apron, because she's slow. Dashwood just kind of dodges it, gets out of the way, okay. and then kicks her in the chest, Oof. and then which causes her to turn around, and then she just neckbreakers her on the middle rope, and it looked Ooh. nasty. I was like, oh, Jesus, you! Big wow. yikes. That's a big yikes for me. Cool spot, though. Wow, Dashwood that then, sounds brutal. Oh, it looked rough. Dashwood then uh, puts Re- Priestley back in the corner and uses her legs to hang her up so that she can, like, strike her leg better. Like, she's put, like, she's basically just put this one leg on the rope and just keeps kicking this leg. She's just mm. beating the shit out of it. And then she does a vicious shotgun drop kick to the leg, which is still hanging on the ropes. Love yeah. that. 
She then takes her to another corner. She puts her legs on the rope again, but this time she actually just pulls on the uh, leg. So like the kind of like the it's like kind of hanging over the rope, and she's just yanking it. Mm-hmm. And Priestley is just screaming in pain, and you can see that she's starting to stomp Dashwood's face because she's like below her pulling the leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, this at this point, I, I should probably mention. The facial expressions on the selling for both these women are on point. Dashwood has such good facial expressions, just looking like a horrible heel. Just having so mm-hmm. much pleasure beating the shit out of Priestley. And Priestley's doing a <laughs> great job selling this leg like it's death. Yeah. Which is kind of making you want to, you know, get, like, she wants you see, you want to see her win again. Mm. So, uh, let's see. Dashwood then gets up and, uh, oh, no, this, this spot. So... <laughs> Let me describe this. For you. Oh no, this because this if you thought the neckbreaker spot looked bad, this one this gave me flashbacks to uh oh god. I think it's um I forgot it. It's the it's Team Kick. Oh my god, she's in NXT. I forgot her name. Dakota Kai. It was like when Dakota Kai fought Shayna Baszler and Shayna Baszler just handicapped Dakota Kai. Cuz what mm-hmm. she does is she hangs up Priestley's leg on the rope this time. But before she was hanging the rope on the outside, this time it's flipped so it's knee down and hanging in between, like, the ring. Like, it's it's in between the ropes, right? And mm. she just jumped up and just stomped down on the leg, and the leg just fell. And I was like, uh, oh, no! Uh, I was like, oh, God! Oh, so it's like, oh, I, I know what you're talking about. It's like the thing Shayna Baszler does where they have their arm like this, and then she stomps, and it's like... Kind of, but just imagine that in, like, the corner where her knee like, is just flattens. facing down. It just kicks it, oh. and it just fell down. Oh, my God, it looked... Oh... It was in the corner, so oh, I was like, oh, God. no. Like, of course. I hate when Shayna Baszler does that thing, Priestley too. selling like, this so... like her leg is just fucked. <laughs> it's broken, basically. And it's just great, because at this point, Dashwood starts gloating and taunting the crowd, calling it, like, you know, the trash and whatever. And um, okay. Priestley's actually able to make a comeback with this, using her good arm and leg. And in desperation to stop Dashwood from continuing to brutalize her, goes to the top, but um, Dashwood just stops it by just hitting the ropes and knocking her down. We then get this cool spot where she puts her in the tree of woe. And it's like, this is her usual WWE thing where she goes outside the ring and yanks her by the hair and pulls her like under, pulls the hair under the bottom turnbuckle when she's outside the ring. If you've seen an Emma match, you know what I'm talking about at this point. Then Priestley falls down after she, I think, like stomps her body down. And Priestley's now in the bottom corner laying. And then uh, Dashwood, it's a really good crossbody just in the corner. Oh my god, I mm-hmm. forgot this match is like, there's a lot happens in this match. My bad. So, uh, hey, no Dashwood gets a bit cock, too cockier, though, unfortunately for her. And she puts Priestley in the figure four submission again, right? But this time she's standing up and is still taunting uh, Priestley and the crowd. Except she gets in okay. Priestley's face, and Priestley's actually able to get free of it by uh, kicking her in the face after she, like, punches her a bit to get her to let go of one of her leg. legs. You know, kicking somebody in the face is usually mm-hmm. a good way to escape. Yep, and then uh, Priestley hits her. Her amazing looking, which I now know she does a lot, a uh, backdrop suplex looks mm. looked great, and I know now that that's a move that she does on the regular, on the regs. At this point, now both of them are down because that really took Dashwood out of this, and she uh, Priestley's just hitting her leg, trying to get some feeling back to it. And when the two finally get up, they start to beat at each other with hitting strikes with each other until Priestley gets the upper hand. She then uh, face plants Dashwood and uh, stops because of her leg, and then uh. Mm. Goes to death, and then she drop kicks her in the back of the head once she, uh... Ooh. The crowd then eventually, at this point, because up until this point, the crowd had been, eh. Like, after that momentum I said before, the crowd wasn't really doing much, and this match slowed down a lot for me at this point. It looked nasty, mm-hmm. and the two of them were selling great. It just wasn't really exciting me, but at this point, the crowd comes alive, because finally, 
the gloating heel has gotten her comeuppance. Nice. So Priestley then hits an arm DDT and transitions it into an arm bar. Dashwood powers out of this, and unfortunately for Priestley, though, because she lets go, she then spikes her with a DDT, like, right on her head. Jesus. It looked like um, Paige's Rampage DDT, if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. It looked like that. Cool. Dashwood then uh, tries to run at Priestley once she gets in the corner. But Priestley jumps over her, and still in this corner, she actually, like, gets up on top of the corner. Because, um, how do I describe this? Dashwood goes to spear her in the stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Priestley jumps up over her, but she stays on the on the turnbuckle. So at this point, Dashwood's now got her arm and her her arms and her head outside of the ring, right? And she quickly grabs one of Dashwood's arms and make, turns it into an armbar using the ropes. And then she starts to like turn her hand backwards, like just in an unnatural position. Wow, looks really cool. Uh, let's see. And then uh, eventually, though, she's got to break it because. It's in the corner. Dashwood yep. then hits a... I, I described it here, a wicked slap to Priestley's face, which I assume means it was a really, like, damn, that had impact before she uh, then powerbombed her. Oh, Jesus. Emma went for her finisher, which is a... Uh, I think it's like a running drop kick, but uh, Priestley's counters it with a German. And then just as the crowd is starting to get back into it, like, really come alive, Dashwood is able to dodge Priestley's attack in the corner and transitions it into a tarantula submission. Ooh which looked great, into a double-arm suplex. Also great. Unfortunately, though, this doesn't put Priestley away. Dashwood, mm-hmm. at this point, is frustrated and starts to just beat Priestley, but Priestley's able to stop this by, again, kicking her in the face and then following it up with a double springboard crossbody. Okay. And De- Priestley then tries to use Dashwood, who's on all fours, to get to the top rope, kind of like a um, like Jeff Hardy would. But okay. I don't know if this is a botch or if this is just her selling it, but she trips and fell into the corner. Which, oh no! To me, made sense though because thankfully she had had her leg injured all match. So if it was supposed to be that way, good. If Nailed a, it. If it's a botch, unfortunate. But at least it didn't look too bad. Priestley then tied Dashwood up on the uh, top rope with her head facing. Oh, I know what this is. You know, um, you know when someone like is on the top rope and they guess they the opponent hits them and then tucks their head onto the top turnbuckle and then kicks them in the face. Yeah, the cheeky Nendo's. Yes, thing. that's what it, I have it written down as that too. I wasn't sure if that was actually the thing. You know that you know the thing B Priestley's boyfriend does. Yes, cheeky Nando's. Yeah, and then we finally come after all that to the finish, where Priestley goes up to the top rope as Dashwood. Uh, oh my God, yeah. So Dashwood's hanging on to the top rope, right? Because she mm-hmm. didn't get knocked out by the cheeky Nando's. Like she didn't fall. She's hanging on okay. for dear life, and uh, Priestley goes up on top and tries to double stomp her as she's hanging from the uh, middle rope. But she misses. Ouch. And that's where, unfortunately, it's all for her because it hurts her leg. And yep. as a result, she can't get up fast enough. And Emma, or my bad, Dashwood runs and hits the spotlight uh, kick for her for the on her for the win. Oh, she then right. gloats about her win, talking about how garbage the people of New Zealand are. She then <laughs> says, play my music. The music plays. You're all trash. You're garbage. Thank you. She was like, your country's beautiful. You're all trash. Play my music, and she leaves. I win. You all suck. Play my music. I'm out of here. Exactly. This match was was pretty good. It had a lot going on to it, but, like, that was because... I didn't want to, like, go through the whole thing, but, like... There are parts of this match where definitely I lost interest, for sure, and the crowd did, too. But then Mm -hmm. there were other parts of this match that were really, like, a lot better. And, like, really energizing, and the crowd really got into it. 
I, I've got nothing against anything about how the two of them did their selling and the facial expressions. Great. For a simple story of that, they did a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. Which is why for this, I'm probably going to give this match... I want to give it a high meh, but like I'm just remembering how there are just points in this match where I was like, alright, she's still working over her leg. Mm. Still working over her leg. Still working over that. Oh, the momentum hat. Oh, comeback. Nice. And then back to working the leg. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this match a meh. Okay. Solid match between these two, and you'll hear me later, because I'm going to talk about Priestley some more, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, you will. (laughs) That took a lot longer to describe that than I thought it would. Hey, that's all right. Go off, my dude. That's what we're here for, right? It's been a while since I've really gone off on a match. Actually, no. (laughs) I went off on the Charlie Morgan match. What am I talking about? From uh, oh, last yeah, week, that. by the way, we'll, watch that. We'll talk about that again later. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah, well. You to watch this shit. <laughs> we'll talk about that match later again as well. Oh, All right. But enough about that so, match. Let's go into your yeah. next match. My next match is a match from Pro Wrestling Ulster. Oh, we have, oh, from, okay. from the 2018 Celtic Cup, we have Lady Valkyrie taking on Killer Kelly. Ooh, I actually know both of them. Yeah. Wow. This is so weird. All right, uh, and yeah. this is a this is a pro wrestling Ulster title match, mm-hmm. the women's title match. So, uh, yeah, that's on the line. So, immediate stakes to this one. Yep. And uh, this match starts off between these two with some very good groundwork. You can immediately tell who the heel and who the face is. You can immediately tell that Lady Valkyrie is going to be a chicken shit heel mm-hmm. and try to get away from Killer Kelly and the beatings because yep. Killer Kelly it will. Probably pick this person apart, right? Killer Kelly is the type of person that if I saw her walking in a dark alley at night, I would just turn around and just turn turn around. <laughs> Killer Kelly is like the kind of person if you see her beating somebody up, just like and she and she notices you, you just like turn around and walk away and don't say a word about it. Pretty much, yeah. You're just like, yep, nope, you got it. You're good. All you, I'm out. Goodbye. Keep beating that person up. I do not care. Exactly. Uh, but. There is very good groundwork in this one between the two of them. There's cool transitions between some submission spots. Um, mm-hmm. With Lady Valkyrie does get in some cool submissions that I that I saw. Uh, and, of course, uh, Killer Kelly reverses every one of them mm-hmm. and gets into her own submissions, which are also very cool. Of course. Uh, then every time Val- Lady Valkyrie gets the upper hand, she, like, brags about it. She's like, experience! <laughs> and she's like, ex- and every time she gets a, even a little bit of an upper hand, she brags. And then Killer Kelly, like, steps. And she's like, I'm out! <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, runs to the ropes. <laughs> uh, chicken shit heel be chicken shit heel. The, listen, the entire batch she's running, right? <laughs> oh, my God. There's one point where there's, like, a straight-up chase scene on the outside. Because Valkyrie is Lady Valkyrie is literally running away from Killer Kelly, and Killer Kelly is just chasing her around the ring while the ref counts because because uh, Killer Kelly needs to get her back in the ring because there's a champion's oh, yeah. advantage, champion's advantage, <laughs> title match, all that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, and Lady Valkyrie is the champion, so she she just keeps trying to get countouts this whole match, mm-hmm. and literally, like I said, there's that one chase scene where it's like you could hear like the Benny Hill music. Like there should have been like the <laughs> Benny Hill music playing while they're just like running around in circles. <laughs> yeah, literally, while they're just like just running and running, around. and the ref is just like seven. <laughs> like, like, all right, guess it's how. All right, eight. Yeah. 
Uh, then they finally do they they finally do get back in the ring, and there's one point where Valkyrie gets the upper hand, and she gets on the top rope, mm-hmm. uh, and she goes to do a double axe handle from the top rope, but Killer Kelly sidesteps and just hits her with a knee on the way down, Ooh. right in the gut. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty cool. Sounds just like cool. and nope, bam. <laughs> um, then there is one point where Valkyrie locks in a butterfly lock, which is like she has. In like in hooked in her legs, like she's like behind Killer Kelly, mm-hmm. and like she has Killer Kelly's arms like hooked behind her, like really really tight, just okay. like in her legs, and she just like wrenches them back. She like holds the oh. arms and just like wrenches them. Back. Oh wait, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so she has her in one of those, and then Killer Kelly keeps trying to like reverse it by like. Like, just, like, punching with her arms that are behind her. She keeps trying to roll her up, but Valkyrie just does not let up on this. Like, it takes a lot for Valkyrie to finally let go. Mm. Um, Once she does, she just, like, gets up and just hits, like, a big penalty kick to Killer Kelly's back. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Then there was one point where they get into the corner, and uh, they're on the top rope, and Killer Kelly ends up locking in, like, a dragon sleeper. But, Ooh. But... Kill, but uh, Valkyrie's like wrapped around the turnbuckle. Oh, okay. so she's just, she she has like her legs locked in the turnbuckle and on the top turnbuckle, mm. and uh, Killer Kelly just grabs her head and just wrenches back, and while she's still like locked on the turnbuckle, and it looks so brutal. Wow, man. it was just like it was just like oh god, that must hurt so badly. Mm. And if it, if that could end the ma- and if that could end the match it probably would have, but since it was on the turnbuckle, obviously there was the rope break, so she only hold she was only able to hold it for like 3 seconds. Of course. Yeah. So like but it definitely would have ended the match if it could have because mm-hmm. damn, it looked real bad. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So this whole match just felt like it was based around um Valkyrie just, like, narrowly escaping the submission holds from Killer Kelly, like, every time one was locked in. Mm-hmm. Like, like she kept, like, getting to the ropes or, like, slipping out somehow or, like, rolling her up into a pin, you yeah. know? Um, that's what this whole match just felt like it was based around. Just, like, Killer, like, uh, Ty, not Ty Valkyrie, um, Lady Valkyrie, just trying to get away mm-hmm. from Killer Kelly this whole match and just get her sneaky, her sneaky shots in whenever she can, you know? Yeah. Like there was one point where Killer Killer Kelly gives her like a like a knee, and she like plays it off. She's like, "Oh, oh God, my head! I think I have an injury or something." And the rest mm-hmm. like, "Are you okay? Are you good?" Yeah. And then of and then of course Killer Kelly's like trying to get in there because she's like, "Oh, let me keep fighting her because she's fine. I know she's fine." She's being and a little she, bitch. Like, sho- yeah, and then she, and then like Lady Valkyrie like shoves the ref away and hits her like with a quick roundhouse kick. Hmm. Um, which almost does win her the match, but Killer Kelly does kick out. Oh, uh, okay. But this match does end up coming to an end when Valkyrie, uh, Ty, where I keep saying Ty Valkyrie, where Lady Valkyrie, uh, rolls out of the ring, and Killer Kelly tries to go after her, but the ref keeps holding Killer Kelly back because mm. she's because the ref is like enough on the outside, <laughs> <laughs> just stay in the ring, please. <laughs> But uh, the ref holding Killer Kelly back lets uh, Lady Valkyrie stay on the outside, and the ref is at seven. Mm-hmm. She looks at the ref, she looks at her belt, she grabs her belt, she throws it over her shoulder, and she goes, go ahead, count me out. 
She steps back. Killer Kelly is desperately trying to get to her to throw her back in the ring, but the ref is not letting her out. Oh, the ref, the ref says eight, nine, ten. Valkyrie gets counted out. Oh. Killer Kelly wins this match by countout, but Lady Valkyrie retains her championship because of the champion's advantage. I... <sighs> wow, that that deflated me a bit. Yeah, yeah, same. But then I thought, like, it also deflated me, like, off the bat. But then I actually thought about it, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, she was being a chicken shit this whole time, so if Killer Kelly loses, it's a big hit to Killer Kelly here. And if Lady Valkyrie loses, then she loses her title. Hmm. To, like, I don't know. It, like, it felt like they were just trying to get this match in and also have... Lady Valkyrie retain her title without without beating Killer Kelly clean. Yeah. Or, I guess, clean, because she was a heel. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it it made sense, but it was a little deflating, because these two were actually putting on, like, a pretty like a pretty okay match uh, throughout, and I, w- I would have liked to see an actual definitive ending, but, I would have you know, this is, this is what we get, the chicken shit heel successfully being able to, to escape I can't and run away. She was such a chicken shit that the ref actually just sub- conceded to her being a chicken shit and just let it happen. Yeah, the ref, I mean, the ref was just doing his job, right? He was well, just doing the count. I was more so just meant that he kept Killer Kelly out of the ring. I was just like, oh, he actually is just like, nah. Just yeah, like, like, like the ref literally just held, just kept holding Killer Kelly back. Like, she was trying to get out to get at I've never heard uh, of her. I've never Lady seen Valkyrie. a ref just straight up inhibit. Inhibit? Yeah, that, that's prohibit a, a wrestler from leaving the ring. Like it, I feel like I feel like it was the ref being like, "Listen, there's so many. There's been you guys have fought on the outside so much times this match. I've had enough." Indie wrestling, where refs do more than just blow over or fight back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this match was okay. Besides the ending, I, 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 I'll give this one a meh. Mm. Like it was pretty good. I liked the action. There was some cool moves, but you're right. The end did kind of deflate me with the. Uh, the count-out victory instead of yeah. a definitive actual submission or pin, mm-hmm. uh, which I would have liked to see. But this match was still good otherwise. Uh, very good chicken shit work by Lady Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome groundwork by Killer Kelly. Very good technical wrestling in this one. Um, and I really liked it. Uh, so I give this one a meh. It wasn't wasn't spectacular. was it terrible. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So what is your next match? Oh, this match. This match was interesting. And I'll get to that in a second, but um, I did Joel Nelson versus Chris Masters at WrestleSport. Versus Chris Masters. Yeah, I know. Blast That's a name that everyone's probably familiar with. Mm-hmm. He's uh, this is a championship match, I believe. It was the uh, heavyweight championship. Okay. So I haven't seen Chris Masters in forever. I haven't even like he was supposed to wrestle at the Collective, but that weird ass thing that you happened know. at Black Label, Pro- whatever. Anywho. That's not about that. So this match showed up, and uh, this this match was the best way I can describe it is fine. Nothing stand out, but nothing horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, let, let me just get into this, and you'll see why. So the match it, it starts off with the crowd being hot for this match. They wanted mass. Uh, there were some people in the crowd that really didn't like Chris Masters, and there were some that really liked him. But they all collectively did not like Nelson, who was the heel. So it made so it was good. Match okay. starts off with, uh, funnily enough, this match has a lot of chicken shit heel stuff-ish, too. 
Because the match starts up with Masters trying to get the match started, but Nelson just does the chicken shit heel of continuously going outside the ring just when it's about to begin. Yep. Like, every time he starts to do something, like, he's like, no, ref, get him away from me, or he just, like, walks outside the ring and starts stretching. Hey, I wouldn't want to get caught in the master lock either. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Nelson's a big dude. I'll say that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think he's... I think he had, like, something that was, like, flawless or something like that was his, like, ring name. I can't remember right now. Okay. Eventually, though, the two do end up brawling in the ring with Masters coming out on top. He takes him post to post, chopping the shit out of him. Oof. And uh, Nelson is exaggeratingly selling this, which is really, which is great, since it just sells how strong Masters is. And he looks in great shape for this match, if I might add. Mm-hmm. Nelson, though, then, uh, oh my god. Now I remember this. He goes for the Master Lock. <laughs> and oh my god. Nelson immediately escapes to the outside. And Masters, yeah. at this point now, because yep. this is like, I've glossed over like five minutes of him Again, doing this. I Again, would, I wouldn't want to be caught in the master lock either. He was just like, you know what? I'm done. He's like, he asked Carlos, like, you want me to get him? They're like, yes. He chases him down, only for Masters to take out his leg once the two get in the ring. He then proceeds okay. to take his time attacking his this leg, which I'm now realizing is a, is apparently a theme I chose. <laughs> Using any where part of the ring. matches where the leg gets worked. Any piece of offense he can. Eventually, those starts to attack both of Master's legs, and I'm pretty sure it's because he does attack the other leg. The crowd goes, you attacked the wrong leg! And Master's, I think, also goes like, that's ah, not the right leg. And he's like, you want me to attack both legs? So he just works it and starts beating up both his legs instead. Yeah, yeah, man, they're right. That's not the right one. The other one was the one I was, I was hurting. Mm-hmm. There is one thing I have to say here is that there is a very stark significance in the difference of charisma level that each of these guys has. Like, Masters mm. is got so much charisma. He's, like, interacting with the crowd. He's really, like, working it. Whereas Nelson, a lot of the time, just has, like, a very straight face on. Now, okay. I will give him props. There are points, like, at this point in the match where he shows some charisma, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, that's what I like to see. More all right, finally. Yes. And then he goes back to being just normal, just straight face, and I'm like, I'm like, come on. I'm like, just... Keep doing that more, but like, it's, I think it's give me something. Come on, please. Yeah, like, keep doing that because Masters throughout this whole match, I feel like was the one that really like was in, like the one in control of this match. Really, mm-hmm. he was the one. It was the ring general. That's the word I'm looking for. There it is. All right. So anyway, as I said, he's beating up both the Masters' leg. <laughs> he knocks him to the mat, and uh, oh no, my bad. Nelson gets uh, yeah, this is it. He knocks Masters to the mat and gets him in a headlock, and he okay. starts to use the leverage in a kind of like a cool way where like he's got Nelson. He's got Masters on the mat laying down in a headlock, right? Yep. He uses his... So what he does is he gets both of his legs on the middle rope to get leverage. I don't know if that actually gives him leverage, but I like the idea of it. I I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he then... Uh, eventually, though, he has to stop, and Masters slowly starts to power up, only for uh, him to get thrown back onto the mat neck first, I believe, with a neck breaker, or he either that or he slams his head on the mat. Mm-hmm. He then attacks Masters a bit in the corner, before uh, suplexing him and then putting him in a figure four leg lock. But uh, Masters, Ooh, okay. crowd pumping him up because the crowd's still hot for this match. Unlike the other match where they kind of quiet down this match, they don't ever really be quiet. He's able to counter this in, uh, by getting a rope break. And he, and a rope break. He, he, I think he flips the uh, figure four and he forces Nelson to get a rope break. Okay. Nelson then quickly goes for a running kick because he's, his leg isn't as messed up as Masters is. Which I assume is his finisher because... He does like the sweet chin music thing where he like kit like he keeps stomping the ground like ready to hit him in the face, but Masters dodges it. Mm-hmm. He then starts to come back finally with a chop, clothesline, then a huge power bomb, which gets up being a into a very close co- uh, fall with the ref's hand. 
actually hits the mat the moment that Nelson kicks out. Like, it was, like, as close as you probably could get to a near fall. Oh, yeah, there's one of those uh, in the in the match we'll talk about later, too. Oh, yes, there is. The the accidental, the accidental like, bell yeah. ring three count. <laughs> and the ref's like, no, 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 no! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then uh, Master then goes, I'm gonna do the Master Lock! And I was like, alright, bold play to tell your opponent what you're gonna do there, but alright. <laughs> Listen, he he already he already told his opponent he was attacking the wrong leg. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly clearly he doesn't care very much. I think if I were calling right now, he said, Oh, that's my good leg as he attacks the good the good leg, and then he's just like, I'm just gonna attack both of them. Anywho. <laughs> so he chose to cinch it in, and of course Nelson's gonna just try to fight with him to not let him get the master lock in because that that shit's ending. That's like some you get in that, you're gone based type shit. This is where the match starts to get weird, right? So, as they're fighting in the middle of the ring, out of nowhere, like, I think it's like eight wrestlers just hop up on the apron. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> Commentary does not tell me who any of them are. I'm just like, who the fuck are you all people? And, like, there's like, like a bunch of people just decide to, like, be like, hello. Yeah, they're like, look like they're going to beat the shit out of Masters, and the ref's like, what the hell are you all doing? And then out of okay. nowhere, another group of wrestlers attacks that group, and they proceed to just have a big brawl on the outside. Oh. Yeah. And That's this, out of nowhere. And during this point in time, at some point, Nelson and Masters had knocked each other to the ground and were both laying down. I was like, when did that happen? All the wrestlers... <laughs> when did they... But what? Yeah, and then all the wrestlers all leave. So I was like, I don't know what the point of them was, because I hadn't seen this yet. They explained this, thankfully. The two get to their feet, exchange really hard-hitting strikes with each other, which is a good thing, a theme for this match, for the most part, for the, some of these. Mm-hmm. Until Nelson... Kicks out Master's bad leg, the one that he had been working over all match, not the one that he had started working over again. And then hits him with a running, uh, like, he, like, jumps and kicks him in the face after running at him, right? Mm-hmm. But Master kicks out because he gets his foot on the rope. So then mm-hmm. the re- Nelson, as Nelson is then arguing with the ref, Master's gets up, and Nelson proceeds to deliver, just, he keeps hitting him strike after strike after strike, just trying to knock Master's down. But on the last one, Master's counters it with the Master Lock. And gets it fully cinched in. Oh, there it is. And then, <laughs> ready for this? Okay. The lights turn off. Oh my god. And the Titan turns on. <laughs> and I was like, we see it here who I learned as the mastermind of the attack. Because he's like, if you gotta do something, you gotta do it yourself. And the guy is like, hooded and is wearing a skull mask. And I was like, I'm like, who the fuck is this? And at this point, Master's <laughs> just thrown Nelson to the Oops. ground. It's like, who the fuck Oops, is this? the fuck? And then, the mastermind just appears on the outside of the ring. I don't know who he is, but apparently Masters does because he starts asking him, what the hell are you doing? Because he gets up on the apron, and he's like, that's my title, I want it! And he starts maniacally laughing like the Joker. Okay. Nelson then at this point, we get to the finish then where Nelson comes, as the two of them are like, he comes at them. That sounded really bad uh, by itself. He comes at them with the belt, as the two of them are arguing. Masters sees it and ducks it. So he hits the mastermind, who I still don't know who that is, in the face with the belt. Nelson then gets put in the master lock again, and he immediately taps out. And Masters wins. Great. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, what the fuck? (laughs) Why was, what was this all, what was the point of all of this? I was like, an angle, but like, I was, (sighs) this match wasn't bad. By any means, I've seen worse wrestled matches and worse matches. 
The crowd was good in this match. They were really hot. Though there were, I will say at this point, if you watch this match, there are points where this crowd sometimes were a bit much for me. Like, trying to get themselves mm -hmm. over. And I was like, can you just be quiet, please? Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll take this crowd over a dead crowd. And then there was that, I don't want to say overbooked because it wasn't, but just confusing-ass angle that happened midway through that match. Where eight people show up and then the... And then don't do anything, and then it's revealed that there's one guy behind it all who also doesn't do anything because Masters just wins the match anyway. Yeah, and Masters, like, poses. He has the belt. The Mastermind isn't even shown after he gets knocked out with the belt, like, swearing he'd get, like, that. I ended this match thinking to myself, that was a fine match. I don't... That was basically me also, Mike. You basically got me. So I was like, I don't know what the point of that was. Mm-hmm. And that I was like, that was so... I'm like, you could have had that happen after the match. You could have had that happen at the start, I guess. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> the match gets a meh for me. But, like, there is... That... I was just baffled by that. I was like, what is happening to this match? Why? <laughs> I don't even know. But, yeah. It was fine. It's a solid match. Like, there was, like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, oh, yeah, the only thing I think I could say is that, like, the wrestling, there were points here where, like, you could probably see the communication between the two of them wasn't, like, the best. Mm -hmm. But they made the best of it so it didn't look out of place. Fair. And, yeah, that's that's about it. That's all I got to say for that match. If you want to watch that match, it's um, it's on YouTube, as everything else that we usually watch is. Uh, yeah. Tell me what you think about it if you want to watch. That's in. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, tweet, at, tweet at us at CountoutPod to tell us what yeah, you think Tell us what you think of that whole stick or give me context on what what in god's name that angle was if that actually ended up being anything if that was literally anything <laughs> incredible this is where context would have been nice yeah right <laughs> all right <laughs> all right zach well that 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 is both of our single matches that we watched this week now let's get to the match we both took a look at mm -hmm. we watched we watched a match uh we watched brody lee Versus Michael Elgin mm -hmm. from C4 Wrestling. Yep. Paying tribute uh, to Brody Lee here. We knew, we, knew we, had to we knew we had to watch one of his matches as soon as we heard the news. So mm -hmm. uh, we picked, I think we picked a pretty good one, too. Yeah. First thing I was to say about this match is, uh, is Brody Lee looked really young here. Like, yeah, it was, it was this. You could tell this match was from a long time ago. Oh yeah, the only time I've seen Brody Lee was when he was in WWE and AEW. And both times he had like a big mountain man beard, and uh, he had wonderful facial hair in this one. I will yeah, say though, was, I I appreciated it. He's had like a beard, but like it was more grown on like the mutton chops area. Of it. I liked it. It was. Cool. It was like it was like the the old like the like the 18th century Civil War like chops into mustache. Yes, <laughs> that's. I was like, oh okay. He still wore his. It was really good. He wore his signature, as I now know, sweaty ass tank top and jeans. <laughs> I don't know why that. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. I mean, I mean, it stands out, and you could easily determine True. who he is. He's the True. wrestler that dresses in a sweaty tank top and dirty ass painter pants and boots. I don't know. He didn't look. He didn't look as dirty as he did in WWE. Oh yeah, no, that, that like he didn't was... look as like gross. You yeah, know, the shirt wasn't as <laughs> yellow. They, I would say they really like played it up in WWE where they made they made his shirt as yellow and as like wet as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then man. there was this super his super cool Bludgeon Brothers attire which ruled. Yeah. All right. Let's see. 
Matt, this match starts off immediately. Oh, by the way, I know who Michael Elgin is because my brother watches Impact and he is involved in that. Yeah, the name definitely was familiar. Mm-hmm. So I love how this match starts. The two immediately start to do like the call on Ebel, like trying to fight each other for control. And there's this one dude that's just heckling. And Brody stops, gets out to the ring, walks right to this guy and says, I'm working right now. So you, can you just please shut the fuck up? And I was just like, Did... dope. <laughs> Didn't he say? Didn't he say like, listen, if you got something to say, step in the ring. Yes, that was like, it. He told me, like, Shh. I was just like, all right, that's one way to handle a heckler. Yeah, dude, dude didn't stop though. Of course, but he didn't. He, but he, we, we, they get back to him later. It was less obnoxious. Yeah, for sure. It definitely. I don't. I don't, I don't think it was obnoxious. I don't think it was like hostile and like that. I think it was just Brody being Brody. You know. Yeah, it wasn't. It was his character. I mean, like the whole match. I will say, just for anyone clear, like he was literally just telling. Anytime the crowd tried playing up to him, he was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, I don't even. Yeah. Wanna, I was just like, "That's." I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm not your friend. Stop trying to be my friend. Yeah. Um. All right. This match. This match is like fast and furious, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this match is, like, ten minutes long, but they, boy, how do they shove a lot into it. If you want to see two big dudes fight each other in, like, a classic strongman versus strongman <sighs> match, this match is what you want. But also with some agility that we'll get oh, to later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, like, this match starts off pretty fast after that, after that, after he, uh, calls out that heckler, and it does not stop. Oh, my God. They... There's there's that one part where Elgin does, like, a big Tope Kilo over the top rope. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, what is it? Um, Like, uh, before this even, so, like, the two of them were literally just beating the shit out of each other, and there was a point where uh, Elgin tackled Brody in the middle of the ring, and the whole ring just shook. This ring is tiny, right? Yeah, this ring was small. It's so short. It's so it's not like small in terms of like space to work. It's, it's small height. in terms of like, like it's short. To put yeah. it like this, Brody would stand on the outside and his head would go over the top rope. Yeah, it was really really like, like a short ring. And he's a ring. big dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, let's see um Yeah, like the two of them like exchanged tackles with each other at the beginning of this match. They then just spent like a good I just have here like two a good minute or two just literally beating the shit out of each other in and out of the ring with just these heavy ass strikes. Which Mm -hmm. I was like, yes. And then yes, this is where the Topic on Kilo, because Elgin hits him uh gets uppercutted into the ring. Like he falls in and Brody as he goes in, he drop kicks him and then just does the Topic on Kilo over the ropes onto him. Oh yeah. I was like, the fuck? The what? Like, watching back, I didn't realize. I was like, oh my god, this motherfucker drop-kicked him. He didn't even just hit him. He drop-kicked him and then did that. Yeah. It's like, that's fucking great. Uh, there's one point where Brody just throws Michael Elgin across the ring with a belly-to-belly. Oh, and yeah. Michael, and Michael Elgin isn't a small dude. Yeah, like, like he overhead throws him belly- Like, he flies. And yeah, like, if Brody's tall and big, Michael Elgin is shorter, but he's a thick dude. Like, oh, he's yeah, he's like- big. Like yeah, yeah. Brody, like like you said, Brody is tall and big, and Elgin is like wide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very sturdy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my god. Let's see what's another real. Oh, let's see what's another good one. Um. Oh my god. See, so, yeah, like Brody after that, like is really in control. He's like choking Elgin out. This is where like the if you get to a point where they like the heel, I guess, is grinding out the face. This would be it. Where he's like just like kind mm-hmm. of beating him in the corner, as such. Gets him in like a front yeah. face and then a chin lock. Eventually, though, there's um, there's this really cool thing where Elgin like jaw breaks Brody Lee, knees him in the chest a few times, throws mm-hmm. his face onto his knee, and then out of fucking nowhere just Frankensteiners him, and then Lee yeah. immediately just gets up and hits him with a Hurricane Rana super kick and then Dragon Suplex. <laughs> Brody oh. Lee got hit. 
Brody Lee got hit with a Frankenstein, like a Hurricane Rana, and was just like, oh, that's, that's what we want to do? Okay, and All just right. does one. He just whipped his own out. I was, like, literally <laughs> sitting there like, these. that was... I was like, all right, fuck you too then, I guess. Watching watching Brody Lee do a Hurricane Rana is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Because he's so big, and he does the sequence, and it's not going to Elgin, like... for me, it was like Elgin's made more sense because he was reversing a powerbomb. Mm-hmm. Brody but then like... Brody, but then Brody just jumps, like he just jumps up and just like, okay, Hurricane Rana, here we go. Exactly. It's like, oh, oh shit, all right. It looks crazy. Oh my god, Elgin then hits like a bunch of vicious ass hits on him in the corner and hits him with this really, really thought like really good hip attack to Lee in the corner. Like it looked, it was great. Mm. That's like that's it gave me like flashbacks when Umaga does like a a running hip attack into the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, that's yeah. what it gave me vibes to. And then Elgin tries, stacks, like, Lee, so his legs are over his head, and he tries to pin him, and Lee kicks out. So Elgin, just being a massive lad, just decides to just deadlift yeah, this man very up, thick. and then just power bombs him. Yeah, that was wild. I was like, you're not gonna fucking power bomb him, and I was like, oh no my god. No way, you're not gonna do it, right? Point, and then he just does it! <laughs> there's a point where it looks like he's gonna drop him, and then he just gets him up, and I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, you just lifted this gigantic man off the and ground. just dropped him. This gigantic, just like, like, tower of a man, just off the ground. Like, yeah. just deadlifted oh him. Oh my god. And then, he, Lee, of course, actually kicks out again. Elgin gets yeah. him up and hits him with a huge strike, and then hits a meaty-ass lariat, which he, it knocks Lee down, but Lee immediately just no-sells it, gets up, and just hits two huge big boots in the face. Oh he yeah. Gets such a close near fall here. That the timekeeper actually thought that Lee won off of it and rang the bell, even though he did kick out. <laughs> and the ref just kept the ref was just like, no, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't win. Did not like, win. It was a two count. The crowd no was win. yelling. I was like, what? Lee was like, Are you, I didn't win. The crowd hit. The crowd hit the you fucked up chant. Yep, they hit them with the you fucked up chant. Uh, Brody Lee was like, Are you kidding me? That wasn't three. He played. Brody Lee played that up really well. Yes, he did. So then at this point. He's done. Brody Lee's done with his all with all this bullshit. He's gonna go for his signature power bomb to end it, but Elgin actually gets out of it and turns it into a German suplex. He then mm-hmm. runs at Lee to hit and hits him in the corner, but Lee then dodges him when he goes for it again. Hits two more big boots in the face, followed by an enormous black hole slam, and puts Elgin away for the win. Yeah, yeah, that black hole slam is crazy looking. Well, Brody Lee has such good black hole slams. He's up. It, I put him up there with probably Baron Corbin with the deep six. Like he just hits really good black hole slams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, I really like this match. Me too. I loved this one. Um, it was really, really good. These two kicked the absolute shit out of each other. It's like a they, it, oh. it's like a short, like ten minute long match too. So it's not even like a long one to go through. Like it's just so you could just watch in a. It's just a game. lot of good wrestling. Very quickly. Yes. Like, they really shoved as much in this 10 minutes as they could. Mm-hmm. If there was one thing I could probably say that I would that I wasn't that I didn't love along with this match was probably the commentary and the crowd. Yeah, commentary was a little bleh. Commentary was like, there were moments where commentary like popped off or something, and I was like, alright. And then there were times where they would just talk about either something that wasn't relevant or just wasn't really that appropriate, and I was just like, no... And then Please the crowd stop. sometimes, along with the heckler, would just, like, sometimes the crowd would be great, and they'd pop off really quick for a spot, or they would just say something stupid, and I would be like... <sighs> <sighs> Couldn't it just kept but, saying good shit? 
yeah, the match itself. Just, I would say, just, despite the crowd, despite the weird commentary in some places, uh, the wrestling yes. and the wrestlers did awesome. Great. Were awesome. Great fucking job. Uh, I give this one a mark out. I would I'm just going to get right to it. Easy, well. right? Like, yeah, yeah this was like an this, easy mark out. This, this match was, was so good. Great. I was so, like you said, it's like, it's like a burst of a match. And it's such, it's just nice. It's just, it's like, it's like, um, oh man, I'm trying to think of like a, like, you know, like, it's, it's not like a 30 minute banger, which is like, a like a, like a, almost like a very elegant sword fight. Mm-hmm. It's more just like, these two guys just were like, all right, boom, <laughs> shotgun, <laughs> shotgun, like just boom. Yep. Just hit, hit you all with it at once, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, all right, it's done. It's like, oh, it's over. Yep. Just the mm-hmm. one. Yep. But it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So with with all of our matches out of the way this week, we did the one we did the one where we both uh we both watched. That brings us to the double down. The double down. It's now time to find out if the match was, you know, actually good or bad. I don't know. It's time for the double down. This is where we go back. This is where we go back to last week and pick some matches we both we uh we watched and watched them from each other's perspectives. Uh, Zach, who do you, who went first last week? All righty, here. Let me go into my notes. Let's see. I let's see. Last week I watched Elite. I think I was second because I did Elite Tarot versus Still Life with apricots and pears. All right. So why don't you start us off on this week's double down? All right. I this week. You gave me B. Priestley and Jamie Hayter going against Arisa Hoshiki and Tom Nakano at Stardom. Mm-hmm. This was the, this was the, uh, it was a tag team tournament. I'm forgetting what the name of it was. I do not remember. But um, this match's start was uh. This the match... commentary was I don't remember. The commentary was in Japanese. The yep. description was in Japanese. I don't know. Yeah, everything was in. I had to actually look up to make sure when I described these spots that I got each one correct. I had to look yeah. them up. This match started off a little bit slow for me, but I have to say, by the end of this match, I was popping off for a lot of these spots. Like, yeah. I also really liked how, even though I couldn't understand any of it, they showed the history between each of these competitors whenever they started to wrestle each other in the ring. Like in the corner of the screen, what Stardom will do is they'll put like little clip, like a little like uh, clips of the match they've had. Like for instance, I didn't know that Nakano and Hokushiki were formerly rivals or had fought each other in the past. For like a cup, I think, and now the two of them are tag team partners. I didn't know that Hater and Nakano had had previous matches in the past, and Nakano beat Hater, so Hater does not like her in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I hope I got that. Yeah, they 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 had like a blood feud at yeah, one point. It made it in stardom made it much easier for me to be immersed in this match and understand stuff. Yeah. Let's see. All right, now I have a list here. It's literally just called six spots, where I'm just gonna list off a couple spots that I six, really like. Six spots. Yep. Hoshiki's uh, shout out to Hoshiki's dual dragon sleeper hold and normal uh, sleeper hold on Hater and Priestley, which is very good, really cool. In general, shout out to all of Hater's lariats because every time she hit one, I was like, she's killed that woman. It turned them inside out. Yep, dead. <laughs> uh, Priestley's springboard uh, double stomp to Nakano from the top into a running knee, which nearly sent her flying out of the ring, which is like her V trigger. Uh, B B Priestley has a very good V trigger. She is fantastic, and uh, it is the V trigger because she did confirm that she's like Kenny okay. Omega is one of her favorite wrestlers. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to call yeah. that, but I was like, yeah, 
It's it's a V trigger. She she say, loves Kenny Omega. She's very inspired by Kenny Omega. I will say here though, I also do just a side note. I do think I like heel uh, Priestley better than face Priestley. Oh, me too. Easy. Like, love She's it. A, such such a better heel. Great. Let's see the double team spots by Hoshiki and Nakano. This specifically where they double running need Priestley rolled her and then just duo kicked her in the chest with an axe mm-hmm. kick as well was awesome. And then finally. Nakano trying a variety of really well-executed spinning, like, kicks, which Priestley then countered each one of them, and then just nailed her in the face and knocked her out, basically. That was yeah. awesome. Let's see. Another one. Uh, I love where, uh, after Hater got double-kicked in the head, Priestley had to, like, wake her up to get her to do the spot. Like, she's like, come on, get up. And she's like, uh, what? Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Thought that was awesome. Selling in this match was gorgeous. Loved it. And finally, mm-hmm. just a funny spot that I liked was when uh, Nakano went to go tag Hoshiki, but because Hater pulled her off the ropes, the camera panned and she was just missing. And commentary was like, huh? Where, huh? Where'd she go? And I was just <laughs> what? <laughs> and like, it really just gave me this feeling that like they were like a wrestling fan like me and like were doing their best to like basically express how they felt and like how the match made them feel, which I liked. That's what I want in a commentator. I want them to make me like so, like, I want them to tell me a story in this match and, like, tell me, like, how they feel to make me also feel things for this match. Mm-hmm. I shut off closed captions in this because um, they kind of distracted me at one point because they were really funny because they're auto-generated. They're auto oh, no. <laughs> so there was one, there was points where it was, like, it's, like, Jamie Hayter with the bean paste. And I'm, like, what? <laughs> and it's, like, so stupid. It's, like, definitely not the right thing. And I kept laughing at it and getting distracted by it. So I had to shut the closed captions off. Oh, man. I just watched the wrestling or else I would have laughed too hard at some of the closed captions. <laughs> oh, man. Overall, for this match, I, I I'm going to give it a mark out. Yeah, like, I, I, I gave it a mark down. I was too. sitting here and I was really, like, really I probably would have been, it would have been much more definitive for me if I actually knew like the fuse going into it and I actually understood what commentary was saying. But that must, I mean, that for me, that says a lot about the match when the wrestling is just so damn good that I don't even mm-hmm. need the full context to be like, this match is fucking great. Watch this yeah, match. The match, the match slaps. It's amazing. Yes. Whew. I think I gave it a mark out as well. I believe you did as well. All right. Okay. So the match you gave me to watch was Charlie Morgan versus Sammy Jane from Pro Wrestling Eve. Yes. For the for the Eve women's title. Mm-hmm. Uh this match is insane. Yes. This match was absolutely bonkers. Oh yeah. Uh these two kick the absolute crap out of each other. It immediately starts out where these two are just like like Jane just pie faces Morgan and then Morgan just goes, no, no, no. And just spears her, and yep. just starts beating her up. <laughs> and then, and then Sammy Jane takes her outside the ring. They start fighting on the ramp, and then just like hit, they, she just hits her with a suplex on the ramp, which uh, Charlie Morgan sold like death. Yep. Uh the these two, there, there was a crazy, there was a crazy spot with uh, Jane climbing the ladder, and just Charlie Morgan power bombs her into the security team. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie Morgan's like, huh? Climbs the ladder, gets up on the balcony, and just does a senton from the balcony onto the security, onto Char- onto Sammy Jane. Mm-hmm. Just takes everybody out all at once. Yep. The crowd does the holy shit chant. It was incredible. Yes, it was. Absolutely bonkers to even just start off this match. 
Yeah. Uh, there was a, it was a crazy combination from uh, Sammy Jane with the Haluva kick to the knee to the the corner drop kick. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Yeah. That one popped me. Um, Jane hit like that really sick arm bar that didn't look like Charlie Morgan could have any chance of escaping. Yeah. Uh, but then Morgan does get that second wind and ends up getting like a bunch of crazy sequences out, a bunch of crazy high flying moves. That springboard crossbody looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Like there was just so many cool things throughout this whole match. There was the point where uh, Morgan kicks out of Jane's finisher, and then uh, Jane is on the top rope, and Morgan runs up and she shoves her, and she goes through the table. And I was and just just like you, I was like, oh my god, right, that table was yeah. there. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, it exists. <laughs> oh, they they set it up in like the beginning, yep. and they go through a whole ton of others other bullshit throughout the match, mm-hmm. and it just absolutely makes you forget about. Oh right, they set that up earlier. Oh yeah. my god, I completely forgot about that. And she just shoves it right off through it. I was like, oh yeah. Um, Jane hits another armbar that looks really brutal again, mm-hmm. uh, but then Morgan does end up getting out of it and. She hits her with her. She hits Jane with her finisher. Jane kicks out again, mm-hmm. and neither neither of these two can finish each other off. Finally, Sammy Jane gets a little tired of not being able to end it, so she grabs a ladder from under the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, ends up setting up in the corner, and she gets on the top rope. Looks like she's gonna do some uh, springboard thing or get up on the ladder or something. Yeah, but Morgan runs up, gets her set up, and does her finisher from the top of the ladder. That implant DDT they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, just off the top of the ladder and ends up getting the one, two, three and becoming the new champion. This match was absolutely bonkers. Yep. <laughs> Absolute buck, absolutely buck wild. One of the best matches I've seen in a long time. Such a good match. <laughs> These two kicked the absolute crap out of each other and they put on a crazy show. These fans loved it. Dude, when, when Jane got, when not, I'm sorry, when Morgan got the pin, and the ref hit three, and the crowd all jumped to their feet, mm-hmm. and the and, and the camera cut to that wide shot. Yeah, I was like, it made it made me cry because I was like, oh no, I miss fans and wrestling so much. Oh my god, <laughs> I miss being able to shove so many people into a room. Oh my god, fuck you! It COVID. just it just like all of a sudden got me nostalgic. I was like, oh, it just got me like really nostalgic for oh. pre-COVID wrestling, mm-hmm. where it was just like. Packed where every arena was just packed to the brim with fans. Exactly, because it just gives you that. It just gives you moments like that, where the un, where the underdog face finally prevails and the crowd just explodes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like imagine, imagine, imagine the pop Drew McIntyre gotten. Remember the pop Daniel Bryan got at when he when he won both the titles at WrestleMania mm-hmm. when the Yes Movement was at its peak. Where he finally overcome the everything and the crowd exploded at WrestleMania. Like it makes it, I miss it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, it was so it just made me so nostalgic for that time. And like I, I shed a tear watching the crowd pop off because I was like, I want that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Anyway, this match was really good. Obviously, it's a mark out because I'm literally yelling into the microphone about it. <laughs> Go check it out. Up. Uh, Pay a WrestleMania level match free on YouTube. Go check go check it out when you can. Eve wrestling, Charlie Morgan versus Sammy Jane. Incredible, incredible match. Um 
Whew. All right. Well, now that brings us to the end of the show. I'm going to try to calm down a little bit after that. You just got a shot of adrenaline. <laughs> the double down is over. All of our matches are reviewed. So remember to remember to subscribe to this podcast feed if you want more Independent Waters next week. Come back for more matches, more reviews, more mez, more markouts, anything in between. Me and Zach are going to give that to you guys. And remember to follow us on Twitter at CountoutPod as well if you'd like to see our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. Uh, you can also interact with us over there as well. And you can vote in our Twitter polls for Hit the Books, the other show I do here on this network with Ryan Knightsey every Friday, where we book SmackDown every bleh, where we book SmackDown and Raw every week. Uh, our own fantasy booking, building our own pay per views with our own rosters that we drafted, uh, and we love doing it. Uh, go check that out if you like fantasy booking, if you like SmackDown, if you like Raw. Uh, every Friday here on the Hit the Books here here on the Countout Network. Uh, and also, every other Monday, we have G1 and Only, where Ryan takes a look at people who only competed in the G1 Supercard one time and one time only. Uh, I believe I believe he has an episode coming out on Ric Flair, so go check that out. Uh, yeah, that's going to be very interesting. So go check that out if you're into if you're into New Japan, if you're into the G1 Supercard. Uh, go check that over there every other Monday. Uh, he puts a lot of work into the show, and it's really, really cool. Uh, I think you'll really like it. Uh, and go check out the YouTube channel as well at, uh, the Countout, po- the Countout Network YouTube channel where we upload a bunch of different video content. We have vlogs, we have, uh, two, we have me and Ryan announce, uh, doing commentary on 2K matches. Uh, so much video content over there. Whatever you like, I'm sure you'll find something, so go check it out over there and subscribe there as well, Countout Network on YouTube. And go check out our website for everything else that has to do with this podcast countoutpod.com uh, I believe that brings us to the end of the plugs so uh, uh, unless unless Zach you have anything this week no <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you one day one so day. that brings us that brings us to the end of the episode we got all the plugs out of the way uh, I guess that just leaves me with this uh, always remember there's a giant sea of independent wrestling out there so never stop exploring This has been a Count Out Podcast.